Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty. All right. My rock smashes your scissors. Oh, no, not these scissors, pal. <laughs> With the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. Hey, what's happening, Norm? It's a dog-eat-dog world, Sammy, and I'm wearing milk-bone underwear. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. All right, our number two, Danny and Dusty with you. Thank you for being a part of our day, letting us be a part of yours. We are actually early. What is happening here? That feels weird. Our birds' heads are falling off. It's not even one o'clock yet, and we're already starting our number two. Yeah, that break was like a minute short. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm not totally You're not upset. crazy. Okay. Now it's one. All right, uh, I have a, a little bonus content then for you. We have the first two high school athletes to cash in on name, image, and likeness in the state of Oregon. High school kids. Go on. Um, Westland standout point guard Jackson, Jackson Shellstead, who is an Oregon commit, and Sophia Bell, a nationally ranked wing out of Jesuit, have, insi- have signed endorsement deals with Portland Gear. Uh, Portland Gear said, we're proud of these two and look forward, uh, look for more of them and from Portland Gear in coming months. They have uh, terms have not been disclosed, but they are the first two high school athletes to cash in on name, image, and likeness. We knew it was coming. It's just a matter of how likely it was going to be. I bet you if this had happened a couple years ago, someone like Cameron Brink, at Mountainside, who went to Stanford. I yep. bet you she probably would have been somebody would have been able to cash in on this. Yep. I, I don't think it'll be like the, the big-name football players because, number one, Oregon doesn't get a ton of them. Number two, I tend to think it's going to lean more towards basketball. Yeah. If there's a if there's a D1 kid, he'll get it for I mean, football. Like if there's a, like a true D1 kid, yeah, they will. Well, yeah. like I mean, but I think just as basketball, they're few and far between. Like Shellstead and Bell, Bell also an Oregon commit. They are... They are the top recruits in the state, and they mm-hmm. I mean, they're ones that don't come around every year as well. We do have more basketball recruits than, than we do football recruits, mm-hmm. so by that we will. We'll just leave But any time we do have a high-level recruit, like a Talanoa Hufunga, that kid would have gotten one, um, and he was down at Crescent Valley. Um, I think anytime he went to USC, anytime we have any of those kind of kids, they're going to get that NIL money because – there's going to be a brand that wants to be attached to them. Uh, but Portland Gear is a great one. Uh, you know, a local brand started by a local guy, 
And, I mean, they really took off. The first time I saw Portland gear was on C.J. McCollum. C.J. used to wear that their stuff around and in the locker rooms, and then it kind of just took off from there. They kind of work with a lot of the Blazers. They get to them very, very, very early. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so, yeah, we have our first two name, image, and likeness high school athletes. Yay. Get the bag. Two basketball kids. Yeah, good for them. Good for them. And I, even if it's just gear, sweet. I respect it. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> go, go get some. All right, um, let's talk some NFL, shall we? Uh, because here we are as we enter. We, we Gosh, it starts tonight. My goodness. We have week seven in the NFL getting underway tonight in the National Football League. Um, and get ready because it's going to be another great game. Arizona, New Orleans. But DeAndre Hopkins returns uh, for the Cardinals as they try to get off the schneid. We have two two and four teams uh, going at it. Obviously, Philly is the toast of the NFL right now. But if you look through, you have three teams that have one loss in the NFL: the Bills, Vikings, and Giants. And then of you have a, a host of four win or uh, two loss teams. The Chiefs, Chargers, and Cowboys and Jets all sit at four and two, while the Titans and Colts are three and two on the season. Which one of those teams are, are you buying? Or which of those teams are you buying right now? Because I think, without a doubt, we can say Buffalo looks the part. They just have one blemish on their record. But what of those teams are, are you saying? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that stock. And which ones are you gonna be cashing out on it? This has been a season that I don't think you can bucket teams mm-hmm. all that well, with the exception of a couple. That mishmash in between. Perfect example. The Raiders are one and four. They have lost every game by one score games. The Giants have won every game that they've won yep. by one score. You are who your record says you are, but if I said you have to take either the Giants or the Raiders in a in a in a game, regardless of matchup, which team are you taking? The uh, the Giants or the Raiders? Yeah, Giants. Okay. Yeah. Do you think there's that much difference between the two of them? No. And I think it's kind of like where we're at. I think coaching has a lot to do with it. I don't disagree that the, the Giants are are significantly better on that end. Mm-hmm. But would you say that the, that the Giants are more talented? Uh, no. And that's what kind of made this season so interesting is some of the more talented teams, like at Cincinnati, struggled because their offensive line play was so all over the place. They're starting to going. You start looking up and down the uh, up and down the, the standings in the NFL. You start going these these two lost teams. Like, how many of these do you truly believe in? Like, <clears throat> like the Jets or like the Giants? Yeah, that's what I and that's that, that's the question right there. Is which ones are you buying and which ones are you saying uh-uh? Because. The Giants and Jets are great stories. Certainly. And just as I said, as what, three weeks into the season about Chicago, you're two and one, celebrate it, Chicago, because it ain't going to be pretty the rest of the way. Uh, the Giants are now two and four. Um, with the Jets and the Giants, I kind of see it as in, in the same light, where unlike the Bears, these two teams in franchises are, are trending in a, such a positive direction. They're on the track. They have really good leadership, they have young talent. Uh, on both of these teams where they've drafted really well, and you can see it kind of coming together. It With the Bears, you're like, you are so far away from being relevant. But for this season and what it'll look like when it's all said and done at the end of the year, I don't think there's going to be two teams that are, are left standing at the end of this thing, neither one of the Jets or the Giants. But embrace it right now because it's a hell of a ride that they're going on. You can 
enjoy if you're a fan, enjoy that optimism that you have right now because you haven't had any for a long time. And it's going the right way. Yes. For the future. And next season the expectations will be completely different based on the start of this year. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how the the end finishes out. You can look to the start of this season and say, All right, our building blocks are in the right place. We're heading in the right direction. Can we keep it on the rails? If I gave you the Jets and the Giants or the field of two and four, three and three teams would you take either the Jets or Giants to finish with a better record than the than the field? Than the of of the what? Three and Say th- that again. Three and three or two and four teams. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd take the field because that field has Baltimore, Miami, uh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati in it. It's got. I mean, I'm not sold on Denver whatsoever. No, but as Green Bay, that could figure something out, and Tampa. Or whoever comes out of the NFC South will ultimately they'll have a winning record because they have to play each other. Somehow. Yeah. I mean, Niners, Rams, <laughs> they're three and three. Yeah, I'm taking the field okay, on that. But you're trying to measure where where exactly you're at with those guys. Yeah, and That's there's all. only one loss separating a three and three team from those mm-hmm. from those. But there are teams that I, we are significantly buying in this group. I, it, look, Minnesota. Minnesota right now it is the quietest five and one I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because nobody lost the Eagles. Nobody believes in Kirk Cousins. Rightfully so. Absolutely. Rightfully so. Put him in prime time. Watch him crumble. But at at in you just said it. Their one loss is to the only undefeated team in the NFL. They On the ha- road, they hammered the Packers twenty-three to seven. They beat the Lions, the Saints, the Bears, and then they go on the road and they beat the Dolphins. Uh, this past week, which was on their third-string quarterback who got hurt, and then they had to bring back in Teddy Bridgewater and Teddy Two Gloves. Not the greatest thing, but you know what? You play the schedule that's in front of you. They're quiet 5-1 and one right now, and is the schedule going to get harder? Absolutely it will. In a few weeks, we'll find out what this Minnesota team is, but their defense has been good. They have weapons, and Kevin O'Connell, if you can ride momentum forward, look, they are they a Super Bowl team, winning team? No, but they're they're going to be good, and they are going to win that division because right now you have Green Bay, which looks like they're a mess, and it goes without saying what the Bears and the Lions are this year, Yeesh. which are utter disasters. Uh, I'd like to just point out the five and one Minnesota Vikings have a smaller point differential than the two and four Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, that's right. Yes, you, I was going to point no, that out. Plus twenty one. Your Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, my Jaguars. Yes. Yeah, they, that that division, the Vikings are only one with a positive point differential. Yeah. Like it, their their division is not good. The Packers are they're reeling and they're trying to figure some stuff out and there's infighting going on there. I mean, in the infighting, we've seen it as far back as what week 3 when Aaron Rodgers said what we're doing is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. He said that in in week 3 and the right now they're 3 and 3. Here's something else to think about the Vikings. They're five and one. You win. Nobody cares how you win. Da, 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 da. But if you're looking for something to kind of keep in your back pocket, outside of the Packers win, which is twenty three to seven, every other win against the Lions, Saints, Bears, and Dolphins, three of those four were at home. Yep. All of them were one score games. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wins a win. You don't care. You get it. But if you're looking for projections. Beating a Bears team by one score, beating a Lions team by one score, those are not indicative mm-hmm. of a team that is great. Good, not great. They have got to, with the weapons that they have, like 
they should be doing more. So much more. And again, that goes so back to more. Kirk Cousins. So much more. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, Irv Smith. I, you have got to do more with what they have at, at his disposal. Like that is uh, that is mind blowing to me. That one, they continue to give him money and trust to him, but two, that there are people that are are sitting there like, no, he's going to do it. Is there, are there Vikings fans that are, are still on board with him? Yes, there are, because you know why? Because that entire fan base is a glutton for punishment. Oh, my goodness. Goodness gracious almighty. Okay, uh, but the, the team that I'm sitting here and I'm, like, we're talking four and two, and we haven't even gotten to them in this conversation yet. The Kansas City Chiefs, and Travis Kelsey said something that m- mm. makes you believe this team is not just one that is going to continue to be a contender. They may be pushing even more all in. He had on his podcast uh, this week, he mentioned that he restructured his deal and to open up some cap space. And he said he was approached by his agent. He's like, wait, so you're, they're going to give me more money up front? Yeah, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, of course, I'll take money, I mean, more guaranteed money and money up front if it helps us uh, get some cap flexibility. He even went to mention, like, hey, if we're opening up cap flexibility, what are we going to spend that money on? He goes, now, I haven't heard anything, but if it's OG, o- OBJ, all right, then. The Kansas City Chiefs may be either, one, getting set to make a trade where they're going to go and bring in a higher-priced talent, and it's not the NBA where it has to match dollar for dollar. All you have to do is be under the cap. Under the cap, baby. You go and you make a swing and you bring somebody in, or they're going to go after Odell Beckham Jr., which, albeit he is not OBJ that we, we once knew. But it is one more weapon alongside them. Us alongside a plethora of weapons that have, are, are starting to click and look really good. Now, you have they, got, they do not have a Tyreek Hill anymore. No, but, but they have four with dudes. Juju, with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, mm-hmm. you had Odell Beckham to that, with Sky Moore, who's been their little jitterbug, and Miko Hardman, who had he was just jumping in the stands just last week, mm-hmm. and you have Travis Kelsey and Edwards Lair. Like what? They're not th- they're not short on. That's the thing is like if you, all of a sudden Odell Beckham Jr. is getting Whew. what picked up by a linebacker, and this is like, like what the hell? This is a problem, and this is where they're looking around. And if you it, Chiefs, they're L.A. Ramsing it. That's what they're doing. Every single Chiefs fan has has got to be thrilled with what they've done time and time and time again in keeping the quarterback happy with building that roster and then you let a guy like Tyreek Hill go in free agency because you look you can't keep everybody happy that's that's the whole point of having the salary cap but the fact you you fill that roster with Juju Smith-Schuster you get Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, to come down from Green Bay as a possession guy, and then you go and you find a guy like Sky Moore in the draft and say, "Now nah, we can plug and play, and you have become so attractive, people just want to flock there. Like an, if OBJ does end up coming to Casey, they, they've figured it out, man. And Andy Reid, he has done a hell of a job. Get the mad scientists it all up. And they're going to they're not going to watch buffalo just run away with the afc it's going to be really interesting in the arms race to see who lands who cuz buffalo for what it sounds like is definitely chasing a running back do they add a guy like mccaffrey 
which would be, if healthy, I mean, good Lord. But you can say the same thing about the Chiefs. They add another guy in, in OBJ, and you're like, okay, do you not have enough weapons already? That's the thing. Is, it, it's... Well, what if that? What if that's a move that Kansas City's trying to make? Like he, Kelsey himself mentioned, if that's OBJ, well, that all right then. What if it's Kansas City that's going after McCaffrey, McCaffrey. and they're they're opening up some some cap space, and they're saying, <laughs> all right, could you imagine what oh Andy Reid would do with him? Uh, no, no. And, and you want to clear up your cap space and your cap situation to be make it flexible and become a, a, turn it into a bidding war if anything else, to jack up the price for Buffalo. God. That's just gross. It's gross. Either either one. If Christian McCaffrey goes to either one of those teams and they're selling. Their offenses are they're just going to, I mean. Just pain. It was pain everywhere. Yeah, yes, that's right, Jameis. That, that is what defenses will be saying across it, the league. And it's not, it's not like, you know, Tom Brady, Randy Moss levels of insanity, but we're approaching it with either one of those offenses. No. You buying the Chargers? Not until Herbert's healthy. They're a tough watch. They're just, I mean, without Keenan Allen being that underneath guy, Mike Williams is a hell of a vertical threat and a a big body guy. But Allen working the underneath and Herbert not being healthy. I mean, poor Eckler is back. They're like, everybody knows that they just want to hand it off because they can't have Justin throwing it that much, even though he threw it, what, 57 times last week? Well, yeah, he threw it 57 times, but zero touchdowns. And not airing it out. They need Keenan Allen, and they need Justin Herbert's his greatest asset outside of the cannon is attached to his shoulder is his ability to extend plays yep. and run around it, and he can't, he, move he right can't do it. He doesn't no. want to do it. No. He shouldn't do it. No, he, he shouldn't. No, he looks like he, he, I mean, he looks like because he is, he's in pain every single time he drops back. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've got, they got some issues right now, but until he's healthy and look that you say until he's healthy, well, when the heck is that going to be? Because you keep taking shots, it's not going to get any easier for you. Um, the other one is is Dallas, which they just announced to, uh, early, last hour, late last hour, Dak Prescott will be the starting quarterback this week um, for the Dallas Cowboys. So Dak will be back, and it's like clockwork. I mean, my goodness, why we, we called this what after the Lions four weeks ago? Yeah, you, you wait until the Eagles game is over. Don't have Jordan Davis kill Dak in his first game back. Yeah, and Don't, so now he's going to start against the Lions, the worst defense in the league, and, and you look like a god. And it, thanks, Cooper Rush. Appreciate you, but we want the guy that can hang a thirty spot. With the way their defense is playing, Dallas is good. Cowboys are not back. All you Cowboys fans out there, stop the it. Cowboys are not back. But they're good. Their defense they are really their defense good. is good, not great. We saw last week what happens when they get matched up against their real offensive line. They were not nearly as dominant. Yeah. But Dak does add an element of hey, they can throw the ball more than eleven yards down the field. <laughs> Have you seen the PFF breakdown? No. No, Rush can't didn't push the ball at all. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. It, it's I mean, it Rush. Yeah. No. But that's the thing. It's like for all of the. Hand wringing of the Cowboys are winning games. Like, yeah, well, who are they playing? Hey, kudos to Mike McCarthy though. And yeah, no, Kellen, he, Kellen Moore. Yeah, they, they they schemed they schemed it well enough for Cooper Rush to do yeah. what he does well. They need to probably find the balance point with Dak as as opposed to like yeah. part of why Dallas was successful is they ran the ball. Mm-hmm. They probably need to lean on that again and not be like, hey, Dak, throw it forty two times. A bit more. Find a, there's always this desire because the quarterback makes so much money to put it on him. We got a ton of texts coming in at 503-250-1080. We'll get to some of your feedback next. Danny and Dusty on the fan.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Fan. 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. Uh, text, we were talking about the Vikings. Uh, are Vikings fans even buying them at 5-1? and one? This Vikings fan says, I'm a Vikings fan. Even we don't believe what their record shows. Good. Uh, no Vikings fan should be on board with C- Kirk Cousins. No. But do you get it's mad? A char- it's a character flaw. Here's the thing, though. Do you get mad at ownership and, and management for continuing to to re-sign him, though? Because like this is the big fear of, of the NFL is, well, we're not going to find anybody better. Who's who's the better better option? It's like, well, gosh, if you don't have the better option than Kirk Cousins, you're just going to be stuck in football purgatory, which. It, it doesn't – he takes up so much of the salary cap that you it, – it's not a Trent Dilfer or Brad Johnson situation. It's not a, even a young quarterback who's going through some lumps and is not anywhere near his prime, like a Russell Wilson. When the, when the Seahawks won their championship with Russell Wilson, he was on their rookie scale. It wasn't the Russell Wilson that I was about to say, the Russell Wilson of now, um, because he wasn't even that bad as he is now. Um, but Russell Wilson of his prime – or three or four years ago, it was a different quarterback. Like, there's a lot of these quarterbacks that are on low deals that they don't really hit their stride until uh, later on. You can't build a defense good enough around Kirk Cousins to be competitive because they guarantee so much and he takes so much of their of their cap. So, I would be frustrated with ownership. I'd be frustrated with the Will family. Family, and now what? Two different GMs that have stepped in and and handed him over big money. Kirk Cousins is a bad getter of epic proportions, and it's not Daniel Snyder, but him. 
who has all of the blackmail. <laughs> he is the one hiring private investigators because that is the only way that I can rationalize or explain yeah. how he keeps getting, like, he can't keep getting away with this. And yet, and the thing is, he he's the Mendoza line of quarterbacks. Good enough of, can't get rid of him. Not bad enough. He's not, he's, he's not Daniel Jones. He's not yeah. Justin Fields. He's not like one of these, like, all right, well, he's not the one. We got to... But he crosses that line, but he's not good enough to elevate. It's like he's the starting quarterback line of what a good backup is. He, yeah, he's really hard to. He's really hard to quantify, um, because he puts up like he puts up insane numbers though. But a lot of it is in garbage time. Like you have those the you have those Kirk yards. I call them Kirk yards. They're. And he had a ton of them against in that loss against Philadelphia. We talked about that, where I think he he only threw for like 200 yards or something like that in that game. But let's see, I'm gonna look it up right now. It, he threw for 221, and it was like 117 of those 221 came in like the last six minutes when you're they were losing 24 to seven. <laughs> you know that is that's what he does time and time again. It's like, dude, you're not winning. You got zero points out of this, too. Like, you're not even getting points. You're just getting hollow yards. I remember you saying, here come the Kirk yards. <laughs> I, I think you texted me directly. I tweeted out, here yeah. come the Kirk yards. Yeah, because you could see it coming. Yeah, and you know it's coming every game. But um, that's got to be a frustrating one because uh, of just they've done a good job of acquiring talent around him, but good luck keeping him um, around there. There is uh, – here's another text at 503 250 1080. Um, they should have flipped him to the 49ers when they were quarterback hungry. Shanahan loved him. Boy, I I think the Kyle Shanahan might be the one coach that can maximize Kirk Cousins. He can maximize any quarterback who has like the most rudimentary level of efficiency in a short passing game. But can he do it? At that price point, you know, because Jimmy G's what cap number is like 23 or something like that. Or, yeah. or is that what it was? Uh, I wonder what I wonder what because you're going to you can't keep everybody around him. And it's it's like, oh, you don't have this conversation with Kirk Cousins about, oh, could you imagine him with with these weapons? No, because he has the he has some of the best. He has literally some of the best weapons in the league. And he's putting up average numbers. Up above average numbers. He's always he's always above average. Like he, and that's his problem is that he always puts up good numbers. Average wins. The most important number that you can have is your is that's does your team win? And he's a big he's a big portion of that, especially when the rubber meets the road and, and in the games that mean the most. Right now, he's ninth in passing yards. Nice. His completion percentage. He's usually pretty high. He's eleventh right now. And then total touchdowns, he is eighth. So he's. We have a text that has nailed Kirk Cousins. He is the greatest meaningless game quarterback ever and the worst big game quarterback ever. That that tracks. In that good way, that's a great way to sum up Kirk Cousins. Here, here's an interesting one. Okay. Where do you think his QBR has impact in the league? Oh. Because that does factor in the fact that there's some junk yardage in there. 
Okay, you're talking about the ESPN QBR, yes. not not just not, rating? Not, not quarterback rating, yeah. Okay. ESPN's actual QBR. I'll put him 17th. Ding, 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 ding. Are you serious? 17th. Are you serious? Yep. That's what, because you know what I said? Just below average. Yeah. 16 with that's, 16 and 32 is like yeah. just below average. Once, once, that's why I called him the Mendoza line. Like, like the level of acceptable play. <laughs> Oh, that's too good because this but he's, is because he's not bad enough to be like, nah, get rid of this. No, he does just enough to where, when they sit down at the end of the year, you're looking at a span of now 17 games, and you're going, hell, he threw for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, and his touchdown interception ratio is good, and his pass completion is good, and he didn't take that many sacks. So, like, the collective picture looks good, but if you look at individual games, you're like. Oh, hey, look, in a game that mattered, he was dog-ass. Oh, hey, look, in a game that didn't matter, he was spectacular. And that is his career. How far down do you think you go on the quarterback's list where you you say they're exponentially better with X over Kirk Cousins? Like Jalen Hurts. If you put Jalen Hurts on the Minnesota Vikings, are they a better – how much better are they? I mean – they're five and one right now. They'd probably have the same record right now. But where would their how much higher is their ceiling with a guy like Jalen Hurts over Kirk Cousins? I'd say the the line's probably Kyler. Kyler Murray, Oof. A little run around there, throwing the ball everywhere. But I mean, like a little bobblehead with those weapons, and if if he gave a damn, I th- there's there's a white <laughs> if if he gave a damn. There's a wider swath of outcomes with Kyler. Yeah. But I think the high end is significantly better. Yeah. The low end is absolute trash. But the high end, yes. Jalen Hurts, same thing. Tua, yeah. Yeah. And then you think of, like, it's almost, you go, oh, wow. Could you imagine if he, if Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert or Josh Allen had those weapons? Patrick Mahomes kind of does. Um, but had those kind of weapons at his disposal. Because I think we forget how good Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen all off. As a threesome, it's one of the best threes in the league. Yeah, a running back and two receivers. Yeah, I mean, Irv Smith isn't is no schlub either. That's what I mean. Like, they're they're loaded. Yeah. All right. Well, why does he do that to us? Why? I mean, why does he do that to us? Kirk Cousins does this all the time to people. We were having a nice conversation about other teams and how good they are, um, because I am buying the Bills. I am buying the Chiefs. I am mildly sold on the Chargers and the Cowboys. You know what team that we haven't that we didn't talk about in this though mm-hmm. that is starting to figure it out and is going to be wildly dangerous as the season goes on. Tennessee Titans aren't going anywhere, folks. They are three and two. They've won three games in a row. They are just like this little machine. They're a diesel engine. They're warming up right now, and it took them a while to get up off the mat. Their two losses are to the Giants and the Bills. Don't look too bad now. Everybody's like, what is wrong with them? Because they got absolutely house housed by the, by the Bills. But they're like 0-2 at the loss. 41-7, the- wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They got obliterated. They, they kept Derrick Henry between the tackles, didn't let him get yep. any momentum. And they're just squeaking by, squeaking by, but they're figuring out their run game. They're playing the AFC South. They added uh, uh, they brought in a pass rusher to replace uh, oh God, what's his name? It was lost for the year. Total blank. Anyways. They they're they're doing just enough. I mean, this was the number one AFC seed last year. They're, they they shouldn't have fallen off a cliff. And Vrabel is good. I just wonder how much 
how much tread is left on on Derrick Henry. It's going to happen. Yeah, it, it gonna is going to happen. Speaking of tread falling off, I was just scrolling through the stats, and I love just like all of a sudden squirreling and just deviating here real quick. No way, you? Yeah, no, I love it. Who's number two in the league in passing yards? Number two in Num- passing yards? Number two Matt Ryan. Yards. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Guess who's number one in pass completions? Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Check down Charlie himself. Absolutely insane. He's number six in completion percentage. Okay. You start looking at that and you're like, my God, how? That's why stats aren't, stats don't mean anything when you're throwing the ball a lot. Yeah, you're you're throwing the ball a lot and you're not a a very good. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. Uh, Poor Matt Ryan. He's a nice guy. Yeah. No, he's, I mean, for all intents and purposes. He's, he, I mean, if you had that to may s- have been the biggest slap in the face I could have given Matt <laughs> no, Ryan, we, and I apologize. Matt Ryan deserves better than that. Does he? I he just has sounded two first names. like that was that was very like he's a nice guy. Uh, he, yes, he's also he was a really damn good quarterback. He's a former MVP of the league. It's just uh, his time has come. You know what? I just realized there is a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL right now with two first names: Josh Allen, mm. Matt Ryan, yeah. Justin Herbert. Tom Brady. Wait, Justin Herbert is a stretch. Uh, Herbert's hey, a fr- I, look, Well, I know. We, 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 like a, from 1890. Okay, Kyler Murray. Uh, Murray? Murray's a first name? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah Murr. Uh, Russell Wilson? Yeah. yeah. Trevor Lawrence? Uh, okay. I mean, my goodness. They're taking over NASCAR. Daniel Jones? Jones? Wait, Jones? Who? You know people with the first name yeah. Jones? I had, a, uh, I, I had a Jones Joseph in the military with me. I don't. That one is a bit of a stretch. James Winston. Um, Winston's the first name. Yeah, but <laughs> Jameis is just because it's Jameis's first name. I've, he's the only person Judge? I've ever heard with the name Jameis. Zach Wilson. Yeah, Wilson is a bit of a stretch too. Wilson and Jones are Wilson. Stretches. That's the name of a volleyball. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Wilson Phillips. Are you going to go with yeah. Wilson Phillips? Wilson, I mean, the Wilson. two last names of the band. Uh, Rust, you know what to do now. We need Wilson Phillips rejoiner. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that kind of weird? How many fir- two first name, or double first name quarterbacks there? there are? Now, there are some that are stretches, but allowed there, outside there, of those. You can remove those, and it's still, still there's a, a lot. Like that's yeah. kind of nuts. Yeah, that is a little bit crazy. Serial killers and quarterbacks, and NASCAR drivers. Yeah, huh. Bubba Wallace. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I love NASCAR names. Oh, they, you you can't have a name that's like good or bad to be a NASCAR driver. Yeah. Nothing's gonna ever beat Dick Trickle. Dick no, Trickle is the I, best. I was literally where I was gonna go. Dick Trickle is awesome. Like, no, you made this up. Stop it. Okay, we're getting a lot of texts. Well, okay, this is gonna have to be decided in the next segment. Um, but, but we do have a lot of pushback. I believe it. We'll, we'll get we'll get into this next. Okay, we, I can't even do it. I can't even do it right now. The text line, we, we we're gonna have an argument. Is now the worst day of the week? First is Russ with Sports Center. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. That sucks. All right, uh, 503-250-1080. Fan text line said, Wilson from Home Improvement, first name. Mm-hmm. 
because we were talking quarterbacks with first and last names. I said, bit of a stretch to have Wilson as a uh, as a first name. And um, I was like, I was thinking, no, because I remember an episode where they said, Will, where you talked to Wilson, and he said, Wilson, I goes, I thought Wilson was your last name. And Wilson said, it is my last name. But it's also my first name. Yes. Wilson Wilson. His name, no, no, it's Wilson Wilson Wilson. That's right. It's three Wilsons in a row is Wilson from uh, Home Improvement. Wilson W. Wilson Jr. was the character's name, and I had uh, forgotten all about that. Also, Wilson Chandler, NBA player, exists. Well, yeah, he exists. First name Wilson. Wow. Huh? What, Russ? Yeah, he exists. Yeah. Boy. A literal, a literal professional athlete with the first yeah. name Wilson. Isn't there a Wilson Contreras floating around out there in the there baseball is. world? There is there's Wilson also, Contreras. There's yeah. also a Wilson Betamit. There we go. So. Well, it's not flimsy. Wilson counts. Wilson does count. Put it up on the board. Yes. Um, all great right. point, dumbass. That like, yeah, I don't even have to say it. That like tripled our our total of first first and our dual first name quarterbacks. That really does. A lot of Wilsons. Yeah, but um, it, Jones is still Jones is still a little bit of a. I don't know very many people named. I Jones just know one first, first name of Jones. Um, but that'll that'll really expand it too with Mac Jones. Let me throw that one in there. Mm-hmm. All right, we got a worst day on the web, um, which is now actually the worst day of the week. And that's a bit surprising to me and a bit of an upset here um, because according to the Guinness Book of World Records, they officially have a record of what the worst day of the week is. They say Monday sucks. Huh. Officially. Is Monday the worst day of the week? It's not the best. I've long said Tuesday, Tuesday. is the worst day of the week because Monday you at least brace for it. The weekend is over, but we still have federal holidays on Mondays. Also, but there's here's, here's you, you my can have back. a long weekend on, and Monday can be off. We you never get like a rando Tuesday off. No, but you know what you never have uh, a case of the Tuesdays. Yeah, a case of the Mondays though is because you're just in a negative place. My Mondays, I do believe you get your ass kicked for saying something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think Mondays are as bad as Tuesday because where's the light? At least you're refreshed and coming off a weekend, though. Tuesday. And you have some positivity coming off of it. Tuesday, what are you looking forward to? Friday. So, you're, you're closer to Friday. But you're not that close. You still got the slog you're, ahead of you're you. 24 hours you closer. You wake up on Tuesday morning and you're sitting there like, uh, uh You are 20% closer. Yeah, but you are right next to the weekend on Monday. You're coming off that. You're riding that high, baby. You're riding that high. Let's go. Are you or are you coming down from that high? Mm. I don't know. I never really have bad Mondays. No, nobody ever says, oh, crap, I got to go to bed. I got Tuesday in the morning. Yeah, because we dread it so much. We, like, we just yeah, been you're, kicked, you're, it. We've been kicked down there. so much because Monday, Monday kicks you down. You see? I still think, ah, yeah. I don't know. It's you know what, the, you it's know the what I got? bigger kick in the nuts. It is. What you got? Sunday night is the worst day it, it does suck because yeah. it's, it's the preemptive suck fest that's coming. Yeah. Sunday scaries. Like, yeah, once you hit, like, about post-dinner time, then it's like, ah, oh, hell. Yeah. Like, all the stuff that you wanted to get done that you didn't, you realize you have to get done next weekend, and you well, have to carry that all burden All the stuff I needed week. to get done. I didn't want to do squat. Mm. <laughs> Here's a great point. You're rarely hungover on a Tuesday. 
Well, depends on... Somebody doesn't hang out at the Rust House much. <laughs> depends on your life choices. Rarely hungover on a Tuesday. <clears throat> and it's Taco Tuesday. You're not getting Taco Monday. No. Meatloaf Monday, maybe. Hey, don't you go besmirching meatloaf like that. I'm, listen, I'm besmirching it as, as it compares to tacos. I think you just there we struck go. a nerve. See, listen, yeah. Jeff we, got, we got silence, though, because I he was think, like, you know what? God dang it, tacos are better. You, have, you give me a good meatloaf? Over tacos? Now. There's no level of meatloaf that is acceptable over good tacos. Mm. Over not. good tacos? No. 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 You're right. But a good meatloaf is very underrated yeah. and undervalued. Particularly, particularly as the weather has now changed, mm-hmm. a good meatloaf on a cold day, sign me up. Why don't we eat, like, turkey and gravy more often? I don't know. It's not like it's a bird that's, like, hard to replenish. Uh-huh. There's they're, a lot of them. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, hell, we don't have to even go turkey. What about pheasant? When I went, okay, so when I was stationed in North Dakota, we would go down to South Dakota to go, yeah. to go duck and pheasant hunting. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, it is the uh, wildfowl capital of the world. There is a channel that goes through South Dakota that is insane. Incredible. I'll have to miss it. Uh, no, it's Absolutely bonkers. But I say this all because we went pheasant hunting over a weekend, and we literally got an extra long bed, crew cab, pickup truck bed full of pheasant. Hmm. I mean, like 300 pheasant, okay. me and five other guys. Okay. What'd you do with it? Oh, we donated it. They, they, they stripped the meat down, and they, they sent it to oh, I thought you were going to have like a shelters. story where we ate nothing but pheasant for a month. No, I mean, I, I brought a bunch home and put it in a freezer, but... They do that, and there's no limit because there's so many of them. Yeah. They, they actually need it to be whittled down. Wow. So why don't we have, like, pheasant instead of turkey? Like, why is that not a thing? Well, also, why don't... Uh-huh. Yeah, there's no pheasant section at the supermarket. No. Nope. It, I mean, it's not, it's not like it's a, like a, a, a very... It's not, like, it's not like dove. Like, where dove is this little tiny bird, and you're not getting anything out of it. Like, a pheasant's a good-sized bird. Yeah, I don't know, man. Same with lamb. That's my other pushback. No. Lamb is popular everywhere in the world but here. Yeah, yeah there's a reason for that. Yeah. You baby eater. Monsters. Yeah, you are. No, Thank you, you are. for acknowledging it. <laughs> everywhere else in the world, but we're better. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm not a big lamb fan. I'm not a big lamb guy. It's, a, it's chewy. You're chewy. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh-oh. Is there a turkey shortage this year because of the bird flu? Probably. There's an egg shortage right now because of that. Oh, man. They they actually had a note at my, my grocery store. Mm. Hey, please be patient with us as they, they one of their, their – it was from their supplier. They had lost like 3.8 million birds. Whoa. Yeah. Apparently it got, it's gotten into one of the biggest egg dispensary, hatcheries, whatever the hell you want to call it, out here that supplies the Fred Meyer chain. Whoa. Looks like it's time for Thanksgiving meatloaf. Yep. Or ham. Listen, here's the other thing. That's a great alternative. We do not talk about ham enough, nor, or my favorite. Danny's, Danny's meat takes are on fire today. <laughs> they, like listen, these, he, we're getting the most passionate Danny takes on, 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 on birds and... Well, listen, I, and I, ham basically has two holidays already. You got your Christmas ham, you got your lamb. Easter ham. Yeah, and you know what? There should be more because it's tremendous and it's fantastic. Also, prime rib. I do. I do. I, I do. Rib. I do one a year. Yeah. I'm going to come out and say that prime rib is the most overrated cut of meat. You, it's because the, whoever has given it to you has sucked. I will. I will stand by that. You're going to have to cut that one. <laughs> You're gonna need, we're going to need that <laughs> for sure. Uh, I, I do, love prime rib, but why? I know what what rust is because it's too fatty. 
Yeah, and I just I'm, He's look, y'all are gonna hate guy. me here. I just I'm also I like my meat a bit more done than most of y'all. It, it's okay. You can you can have a cut closer to the top that's a little bit more done. I'm well, laying out of this yeah, entire no, conversation because yeah, no, it's a drop of palooza. <laughs> I, I know, I know it is. <laughs> I like my dry meat. Um, but beyond that, I do a, a prime rib usually once a year. I do it with a spit roast. I for about six, seven hours in the That's Traeger. the way to do it. With a salt pack on it. And when it's done, you can tear it with your finger. And I think we're going to do it for family. Mm, there you go. <laughs> and I do typically involve family members. There you go. Um, <laughs> but. Are we going to get like seven out of this segment yeah, here? <laughs> 100%, 100%. Listen, I'm all for it. I know what I step into on a regular basis. It's totally fine. But prime rib and ham should be more a part of, of, of the regular. They, just, they shouldn't need holidays. Because they're not hard to cook. No. no. I mean, well, it's hard to do a really good prime rib because you can't screw it up. But like a turkey or a, or a ham, like you just throw it in the oven and go. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. let's face it, though. With a ham, I'm more likely to just kind of unwrap that thing, throw the glaze on it, and, you know, set it and forget it. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, if, if, it's, if it needs any more prep than that, I am out. Set it and forget it. What happened to that? I don't know, man. I, I, I am. Was that Dick LaLanne? I have, I have moved into the. Ron Popeil. Ron Popeil. There you go. Yeah. Dick Lalane was the workout guy, right? Yep. Yes. Jack. I have I Jack Lalane. I have worked my way into you know as an as a as a man you get older you have your one thing like that you you go to. Mm. I have moved into my my meat stage where I'm going to have a smoker, rotisserie, Traeger, like salsa making like that's like I, I have moved into that stage of 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 dad life without actually being a dad. Okay. Well, welcome. So, yeah. It's a great, it's a great place to live. Well, I mean, I've always done it, but like, yeah. I want to have that thing when I'm like 60 years old. Like, oh no, have you had, have you had Danny's meat? Yeah, I mean, no, I laid out another one. I got yeah. yeah, no. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do you no, no. a favor. No, I, and we're I, I going laid to that break. one out. I did it on purpose. Yep, that Danny Dusty on the fan. Hey, yeah, I wanna shoot, baby, shoot. Danny and Dusty no. on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. The bow-legged one. <laughs> yeah. What's your name? We got those drops yet? Damn, thing. No, I was working on it. That's ah, dang it. Here I go. Here I go. Fastball Rust used to have those things. I know. Well, sometimes it depends on how long it takes to jump into the system. Okay, we've got uh, hour number three. We'll have our picks against the spread. Um, at the top of the hour, we'll dive back into a little bit of Blazers and uh, their win last night against the Kings. That's right. It is Thursday, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, it sure is, sure is bad. This week flew by. And then uh, we'll talk a little Ducks in UCLA because we got two of the best offenses in college football uh, going at it. And that is not that is actually quite true because Oregon and UCLA are doing something that I don't know if we'll see another matchup this season of two teams that fall in line under one particular stat. Um, so we'll have that. But Russ, uh, Russell Wilson's at it again. Oh? Yes. He um, is battling a shoulder injury. Apparently he has got a hamstring injury. And he's battling doing terrible subway commercials, which... If you haven't seen the new one, go and look at it. It's for the dangerous, dang, dangerous witch. What do they call it? Dangerous witch, which is a terrible name for a sandwich. Danger witch. Danger witch. 
Oh my goodness. And uh, he's it's all dumb. It's another very cringy commercial that he's doing, and I think he's leaning into the cringe. But he also is uh, talking about his health and, and coming back from these litany of injuries. I heal quick. I don't know if it's Wolverine blood or what, but I... <laughs> <laughs> so is is he giggling at the fact of like the animal Wolverine blood because? Oh no, he's, he's or is he going he's full tr- X Men? He's going full X Men, and he just thought he was hilarious. If you couldn't tell by his chuckle. <laughs> How many times do you think he workshopped it before he went up there? I think it, quite a bit. I think everything is workshopped. One hundred percent. The the fall from grace that Russell Wilson has had has been quite dramatic, and it, it really does. It's it's crazy to see that all of the jokes and everything like that. Those used to fly in Seattle and when he was all protected and stuff like that. And it's winning. open season right now. And I think that that right there is the biggest point, is that winning cures all. Like that that mantra and that motto of winning cures all. Look at Tom Brady and what the Buccaneers have been going through. Tom has got, you know, he can take Wednesdays off. He misses that Friday to go to Robert Kraft's wedding and misses like a meeting and walkthrough on Saturday morning. And nobody would care if you win because if you win, everything's fine. But he misses those things and he yells at his offensive line. Now his offensive line is having to come to bat for him and be like, no, we were playing terribly. We've got to play better. If you win, nobody cares what you do or what you say. They'll laugh at your corny jokes. When you're losing and you're not playing well, that's when everything turns and everybody turns on you. And that's just the way that it it always has been. Like, you know, he got crushed with the nanobubbles thing. Remember remember the nanobubbles where he said the nanobubbles in his water that he was a owner of a water company with um, electrolytes and nanobubbles Al- in Al- it? Alkaline water, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know what it was. Ugh. But he said, you know, the nanobubbles helped him recover from a concussion. People are like, that's just, that's actually very dumb, and you shouldn't say that. Yeah, no, that's... that's... But that was one thing that you sat there and you go, all right. That was just a misstep. Now all of his dad jokes and the Broncos country, let's ride, after you get your butt kicked and an anemic offensive performance on on a Thursday night game, it it doesn't sit well with people anymore. You can do all of that stuff. You can be extra. I call it the Antonio Brown scale. You can be as crazy as you want if you're successful. Mm. Mike Tomlin proved it. Mike Tomlin has to have the... Should get a gold medal yep. for dealing with the insanity that is Antonio Brown, but they dealt with it. They they put up with it because why? He for four years he was hands down the best wide receiver in the sport. He sure was. He sure was. And when you're Russell Wilson and you're doing things and you're in Super Bowl contention, you can be a pita. <laughs> you can be a pita. Pain in the ass. Oh. <laughs> All right. Hmm. All right. Well, that's the latest in, in Russ's world. Next hour, we talk a little bit of Blazers uh, as they get their win, and we got Ducks in UCLA to dive into as well. But at top of the hour, we get picky, baby. Picks against the spread. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Have you had Danny's meat? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.